This week on Size Matters, we hit double digits with our 10th episode, well, our 10th full episode, and we invite the big cougar L. Robin himself on board to celebrate. Four of us look back on the topics that we've already covered so far, seeing what new observations any of us have on them. And we do our best to keep things fast and moving, including uh, a timer? What? We're attempting to keep things concise and controlled, so watch us fail miserably at that here on Size Matters. Hey everyone, it's Monday, October 28th, 2013, and you're listening to the Size Matters Podcast, episode 10. We've decided to take the volume down. My name is Kwandu Bashir, and I'm your host. And joining me today is Kinson Shimobi. Hello everyone, my name is Kinson Shimobi, also known as Chirpzilla. It's a pleasure to be stomping through your city today. Well, it's really a pleasure to have you on, Kinson, as always. Oh, thank you. And, and also, also joining have, us as well. Yes. This is a Dragonian Hasumi. Hello, Dragonian. Indeed. Hello there, fine gentlemen. Hmm. Good day. Quite. Okay, I can't keep that up for the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing uh, so good. <laughs> uh, even though, as tired as I am, I, I you know, I, I can't control my, my voice to a modulated <laughs> level like that. Uh, uh. But it is, it is something that happens when we record early in the morning. We can just be quiet for the, for the, uh, until the uh, headache goes away from, from waking up so early. Hey, we also have a guest joining us. Uh, I don't want to leave him hanging. So, uh, Elver Ben, hey, how are you doing? Gentlemen. I didn't get my chance to be all, all quiet and smooth jazz. Aww. We were just quiet and smooth jazz for the whole, uh, for the whole show. So, so you know, that's just how, who you are. Nah, I'm totally not going to do that. I can't keep that up either. Oh my. Probably doesn't help that you're taking up two-thirds of the room. Shh, no one needs to hey. know that. Well, you know, so did so did Barry White when he was... Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Are we really going to go there? But he had, a, he had, like, a you know, the smooth voice. You are now All listening right. to... You are now Well, he's dead, you know, so it's not, like it's, it's not like he's going to take offense to it. <laughs> you know, too bad we can't, like, you know pull him back from the grave and have him like do the intro to the Murph Factor because that'd be perfect. <laughs> I'd rather have Epic Sax guy. Oh god. I could, I could totally see him doing an intro to the Murph Factor now. Wait, who? Oh my god, you've never seen Epic Sax guy? It's oh, just, yeah. It's just pelvic thrusting saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Bill Clinton? Yeah. <laughs> you see, we are political now and, and uh, no, we're not. I totally don't want to go there. Anywho, hey, uh, <sighs> so it's the episode before Halloween, and uh, right. you guys, so, so since we're not going to actually have a Halloween topic, since Dragonian hijacked the topic for his, his own personal gain. Um, personal gain? <laughs> what are you guys doing for Halloween uh, in a few days? Well, um, I'm actually going to be taking my little sissy and her friend uh, trick-or-treating while in fursuit, so it's going to be nice. awesome. That would be cool. Do you think that, that you're going to have kids that are going to run away screaming when they see the giant cheetah paws? <laughs> Maybe, but I hope they're not scared because I don't like scaring anyone. 
But I, I, I found out that, you know, just being huge sometimes has adverse reactions. Oh well. But then also nomming multiple candy factories is also on my to-do list. And then, of course, um, instead of TPing some trees, I just, you know, I just hide them. All of a sudden. What about you, uh, Albert Ben? What are you doing for, uh, for Halloween? Anything, anything special? Uh, not particularly. It's pretty much going to be uh, just taking care of the masses of swarms of kids and then uh, the day after buying out my local Walgreens of, of massive clearance candy and just being horribly <laughs> ill. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same thing for me. I'm actually not even sure if I get trick-or-treaters because I was, I've never been home for Halloween at this apartment. So I'm going to get like a small bag of candy just in case. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I don't really know if being in an apartment with an indoor hallway, if kids will actually come through trick-or-treating here or not. Oh Maybe. yeah, possibly not. I'd Worst like, case scenario, I have a bag of candy. I'd like to point out the paradigm shift from being a child to being an adult on Halloween. As a child, you're running around to a bunch of houses getting free candy. As an adult, you're running around to a bunch of stores buying basically free candy because it's on sale. Yep. <laughs> And then, and then going, oh my god, you little bastards, when are you going to go back home because I've been getting up every three minutes for the last five hours? That's where you just rig like a Rune Goldberg compression where you can kind of like press a button and, uh, and something will receive candy. Like, I just the keep candy the candy, candy near my tummy. It's got to be the Pee Wee Herman breakfast machine. <laughs> he may be a creepy, crazy weirdo, but that was a badass breakfast yes. machine. Alright, well not to get off on a tangent. Other direction. But um uh so so we should go ahead and since especially since this week's topic, since it's the tenth episode and we just have wanted to summarize and celebrate all that is size matters up to this point. Uh, Dagonian came up with the great idea, the amazing idea of uh, let's go going through and, and just revisiting some of the topics that we had uh, covered in previous episodes, especially since uh, we have other people now here with us. Elder Ben, of course, El, El Robin, excuse me. And uh, finally, well another Mega Kitty! Yay! <laughs> so I'm not alone. The way we're going to do this to keep this flowing and to keep it not too too long for you, since we have several topics, we're going to have a, a five-minute timer, and uh, and when you hear the the uh, amazing duck quack, hey Jack, that means time that up. it's time up. Uh, so for each topic, we'll have five minutes to go with, and then we'll move on to the next topic after that so we we can keep everything flowing and moving okay but we're just yes. going to talk about things and, and any updates that we've had uh to those thoughts and any new thoughts from the new people who weren't maybe there before sound good yes indeeders sounds good right. uh, so we have a real treat for you guys in spirit of the holiday that is coming up hope you guys enjoy this could either be really, really amazing or a total train wreck. Let's do it. <laughs> How is this in spirit of, of the holiday that's coming up? Because it's a treat. It's Halloween. Because if it's you know. bad, it's terrifying in the spirit of Halloween. Uh, yeah, okay. that too. <laughs> Thanks for the help. And it's a trick because I tricked you to not doing a Halloween-themed thing. Yeah, I don't know what, what <laughs> Halloween stuff we could have really done. 
I mean, exactly. That, that's my thinking. I mean, we could have talked about monsters, but it probably wouldn't have gone beyond just, oh, hey, look, there's a giant. He's wrecking stuff. He's a monster. I mean, right. it's kind of a limited topic, at least for relevancy. Then why did you use it as your whole writer's prompt for the group? Huh? You had a writer's, uh, a Halloween-themed writer's prompt for your short stories group, right? Okay, I'll be totally honest. I didn't want to have it as a topic on here because then it would have given all the cool ideas away that I had. Using macro you and see, micro own and... personal gain. I told you. I told you. It's a boy. Caught. It's a boy. Dragonian, we're gonna have a talk afterwards. I'm totally gonna get people knocking on my it's door. It's gonna now. involve you in the hamster ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the first topic that we have is uh, macros in video games. So I'm gonna go ahead and set the timer yes. here and let us start. What? Hmm? Oh, we've talked a lot about macros in video games before. Is there any new video games that we didn't cover uh, with macro micro content in it? Dragonian. I don't think it got touched on very much, but there was a game back on the PS2 called War of the Monsters. Um, it, it, it was really like like an underground hit because it didn't like it wasn't by one of those big main publishers, and it played kind of like uh, like. Um, it's not even quite like Godzilla because it wasn't like a 2D fighting game. It was like a whole three-dimensional world that you were fighting another monster in. And especially for the time, back on the PS2, it had really good like building destruction mechanics. Like your attacks would actually like smack into the buildings around you and like break them down and have them collapse on top of you. Nice. And it wasn't just like the generic, oh hey look, it's a Godzilla and another Godzilla fighting. <laughs> it was more of a cast of like the old B-movie monsters that were out way back in the day. You had like the giant tiki monster, you had like the stereotypical alien robot you did have the godzilla you had a dragon you had the giant praying mantis you had like the lava monster it was pretty badass nice hey, hey don't forget about ultra v the the homage to mazinger huh? i forgot about him <laughs> you're welcome but also in war of the monsters Yay, big deal. yeah yeah i mean it really it really was was just a, a homage to just all things old and giant <laughs> yes and just imagining, like, if they remade a game like that on, like, modern-day, like, computing power, imagine how awesome that would be. Right. Yeah, like, I would play, oh you have some play to, versus... To that end, we, you, you're getting kaiju combat coming. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. I think that's still oh supposed to be more the style of just, like, a 2D, like, Godzilla fighter, though. Not really so much how, like, War of the Monsters was. True, yeah. true. But I think the uh, renewed interest in that style of game, because it did quite well on its Kickstarter, um, mm -hmm. they're they're hoping uh, that the engine that they're building today, which will be for modern consoles, mm -hmm. will be uh, the the engine itself is going to be free to use. So they're hoping really? that some other uh, bigger company comes along and just utilizes <laughs> it. Or maybe some other uh, bigger panda. Bigger, yes. Well, their hope, the hope is that Toho. Um, licenses that engine under their properties, which would be awesome. Yes, huh. I old, agree. The old Godzilla Destroy All Monsters games were amazing. To be totally honest, there's one thing about that game that's really been bugging me for a while, and I'm afraid it's going to get them in trouble. Because one of their mon one of the monsters in there, like the big like ice bear that has like icicles and stuff sticking out of him, he looks identical to like an anime character that was released like I, I want to say it was the beginning of last year or the year before that. Um, I can't even remember what it's called, but it was some weird anime where they'd have like these hourglasses and they'd throw them, and as long as they're spinning, it would like summon a big giant monster. And the main hmm. character is this big icy like polar bear with like icicles sticking out of him that 
like I said, pretty much looks identical to that character. So Elv- and I'm Elvin, I'm surprised no one's noticed it before. Elvin, did you have any other kind of games that you wanted to bring up? I know you didn't get a chance to listen to the episode where we brought them up, but is there anything you had in mind that really stuck out there? Um, I, I think the the thing that I'm really excited to see from a mechanic standpoint is the indie game scale. Mm-hmm. What's that? Scale? Oh yeah. So um, if you just go to uh, for all the listeners, scalegame.com, it'll redirect you to uh, the maker's page and then to his Kickstarter. Basically, it's a uh, whimsical art style game with a portal-ish looking gun where hmm. you literally absorb and send out scale to anything in the game and there's mechanics mm. built around it seriously um so one example is you needed to find a key for a puzzle inside of a house but the house is miniaturized so you basically absorb scale from other things in the area blast it into the house now the house is full size you can walk around in it well yes. gee i still can't find the key there was a dollhouse within the dollhouse you blow that carry that outside blow it up go get the key I mean, literally, they, they're saying that pretty much everything in the entire game can be shrunk or grown, and your your fuel source is absorbing size from other things. That is I'm... fantastic, and reminds me of a tweet that that a Blizzard put on a on Twitter not even like a day or two ago, basically saying if I could take size or no, you you asked a Dragonian, then Blizzard responded, is like if I could take size from something and make myself grow, would you do it? And Blizzard was like, totally. Wait, oh, so, so awesome. we're talking about Blizzard the character, right? Not Blizzard the video game studio? Yeah, yeah, I totally, yeah. That's yeah, totally, since we're talking about video games, that's totally where my, where my mind went. Was, oh, sorry. Yeah, well, same exactly. Yeah, Blizzard's my mega wealthy friend, and yeah. Dragonian um, and him were doing that. Later. All right. Already? So, wow. Okay, so uh, let's go on to the next topic. And Dragonian, why don't you go ahead and introduce this one here next? Mm-hmm. Ta-da! The next one we were going to touch on is macros in cartoons and television. All right, five minutes on the clock. Ready? Go. Elurban, would you like to take the lead on this one? Or El Robin, I'm sorry. Sure, absolutely. Just from just from pure classic standpoint, King Size Canary. Of course. Yes. That's one that actually came out last gets week, old. didn't it? I <laughs> think so, yeah. but it's okay. Um, and another one that was just classic to me with the with the whole uh, affinity for cats would be uh, Groon the Destroyer from Thundercats. Yes. I think I mentioned I mean, something about Thundercats, or I came across it in my when I was looking at like YouTube videos, but I don't really remember. I, I never was a Thundercats fan. Mega Kitties um, are best. I, I I was, and I, I remember distinctly. You know, my favorite episode of every show being the the Macro Micro episode, going back to like age four. Yeah. Aww. So, um, yeah, that, that episode like definitely put the big cats are awesome thought in my head. <laughs> yes! And then don't forget the one where everyone else gets shrunken, and then when they grow back to normal, Snarf gets even bigger. <gasps> yes! Snarf, you annoying Snarf. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, I'd like to point out that Kenson is our Snarf. I, I totally don't disagree with that. <laughs> I just body Snarf. Can I be a no, you're, you're not Snarf. Snarf... Uh, that, no, that's a good thing. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I know Schnarf, but mm, he's a dog. Did you? God, there were so. What do you think? Just real quick, as a as a Thundercats fan, did you see the new ones that they were on Cartoon Network a few years back? Yes. Are they still on? I, only a little bit that I see I any of those. Um, I really like them. It's 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 not the same. I'm not saying it's bad. It's but mm-hmm. it's just yeah. it's just not the same. Yeah, I can understand right. that. I really liked liked it from what I saw. 
I, I guess I guess having having grown up with with them on TV, <laughs> I just you know I, I I can't make the transition. It would have felt lot. better if it had been a show that wasn't trying to remake Thundercats. Hmm. Like, if it were its own disparate thing that was in the same you know in in the same uh, vein of it, I could have left with I could have lived with it, but it trying to like recreate it exactly formulaically just didn't work for me. Yeah. Right. Um. Well. So, the the cartoon that I was thinking about, I need to go back and actually watch it a lot more because I'm almost 100% positive that there are macro micro scenes in it. Have you ever heard of Dragon Booster? I can't remember if I said it. Yes, there are the several episode. scenes of yes! micro stuff in I don't that. think we talked about I that before. I love Dragon Booster. Say what? I don't think we talked about that before. Okay, all right. So, Dragon Booster was this cartoon that was on Foxbox or Jetix. I believe it was actually Jetix at the time. But... It's about um, people who have uh, have access to dragons, like certain ones that bond with the, uh, bond with each other. And there's it's like a racing show because you race with your dragons, and it's also an adventure. But it's like there's several macro micro scenes in there too, where dragons are ridiculously huge. And I think there's one where Bo, the main dragon, actually becomes gigantic and rampagey. So yay, I love dragon booster. <laughs> I know Dragonians heard of it though. Cartoon had at least one macro micro episode it's like it was pretty much just like a requirement for 80s and 90s cartoons yeah basically like if, it, universal if it went over like a season or two it had to have that yeah i think there was actually like a tv tropes like thing where they said that isn't it where if a animated show goes at least two seasons it's required to have one size change episode yeah and there's kinda, nothing wrong with I'm that i'm very thankful for that Not i'm very thankful no thank you for letting that be a universal rule <laughs> <sighs> So, Quandry, yes. uh, did you say one yet? No, Have but said... I, well, not in this episode. If you go back to episode two, I did. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I left my DeLorean back home, so we're going to have to rely on the present. Do you have another one? Uh, Maybe. Not especially. Did you want to say anything, Dagonian? Uh, just that, like I said, I know we've talked about it. This is the fourth time now, but King Size Canary is still one of the best ones. <laughs> yes, just because my, my like my favorite macro scenario is like stacking canary. growth and turnaround, or it's like one person gets big, then another person gets even bigger, then the other one gets even bigger, and it's just like a fight of size. <laughs> hey, Dragonian, do you want to have a battle after the podcast? I that? choose you. Yay! <laughs> uh and just you know i just it, it's interesting to be able to see that where one person be like ha 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 look at me i'm the big guy now and the other person is like no you aren't i just, say nay by my mother's mandible i say <laughs> nay. nay plus five childhood points by the way if you get that reference <laughs> and All time's right. up yay that was good so far, so good. Okay, so, <laughs> Kenson, why don't you take the th third topic and go ahead and lead off on that. All right, so the third topic, the one that I am least educated on, but I'm going to start, <laughs> is called <laughs> macro ergonomics, not economics. I had that class, though. What? Macro? Uh, macro ergonomics. What? Okay, so never mind. You, you just pronounced it weird the first time. Like, ergonomics. I, like, it's ear, well, the I science was kinda, of, yeah, I was of, kinda... of finding things to fit in your ear. Right. Using I, I was putting an extra special amount of weight on the pronunciation. You always put an extra weight on everything. Yay! <laughs> but it's so much fun. Okay, so it's macroergonomics. Uh, it has to do with everyday things that we have, like in life, 
but in order to compensate for macro micro things, how they would have to be changed, adjusted, like completely reinvented, what have you. One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite things that actually came out of that uh, when we were talking about it wasn't so much the. It wasn't something macro, believe it or not. It was the fact that um, when Frieder was with us, he had described, like, to get around a mall specifically, the hot air you, had to, you had to float on balloons. And I was just, I had this biggest doll fest ever, because I'm, I'm just imagining a, fall, a, a mall full of colorful balloons, and each one has a basket on it, and there's micros inside. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Uh, another, another good way to do it would be those... Uh... Uh, bank bank teller vacuum tubes. <laughs> yes, like Futurama. Oh my gosh! I don't know if that'd be a good idea. Have you ding, ever seen that ding, thing on YouTube ding. where they put like a camera inside of one of those things and watch it shoot up through in there? It's a really rough ride. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you'd refine it, but that's that's basically right. what Elon Musk is doing with the Hyperloop in 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 California. Mm-hmm. Ten, ten to that's going to be badass if it actually mm. works like they want it to. <laughs> Wait, what? what? And well, it thus begins I, I, Futurama, though. What, the Hyperloop? Why, I'm, I'm, I'm unclear on what that is. It's it's ba- basically a gigantic magnetic accelerator with sealed cars, and it goes 600-ish miles an hour. Really? Oh, it's going to be amazing. And is this for, like, awesome. what is this for? Like, is this just for science? Or transportation. transportation thing? For, for California between uh, um, L.A. and why am I blanking on the other connector to it? Uh, basically the other seaboard. Uh, San Diego? Yes. San Francisco? Why don't they just take the mega bus? Okay, I'll say San Diego um, would be so close that doesn't... that would only be like a five five minute ride or less if it was six hundred miles an hour. Right. Well, maybe that's the idea. Like public transport, really, really, really fast to get you place to place. I mean, well, you're, you're you could just take the mega bus though. Multi-hour compute. Uh, you're t- basically taking a multi-hour commute and compressing it down to less than an hour. That would be really like, useful at the, at the same cost. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, between Dallas and but, Houston, there's like the, the the highest percentage of like super commuters where you have like four hour uh, commutes and mm-hmm. like there's a, just a huge number of people who do that trip every day, and and that would be really useful here. Right. Kenson, I'm sorry, Megabus doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> I, I know. No, you, Kenson, you're running the well, macro bus, not the megabus. The megabus okay, is definitely but, a lot less comfortable than the macro bus. bus. Yeah, well, like it's just it, it kind of surprises me because they didn't even call us no macros at all they're just like we're just gonna build our own system we don't need those giant stumpy beasts they'll just ruin everything so they just decide they're their own thing but yet i'm like i could give you rides they called you but your cell phone got squished so you didn't answer oh for for uh macro furniture i i get the feeling that a lot of furniture would be made out of uh rebarred concrete (laughs) oh that sounds so uncomfortable (laughs) though but like no, cushioning no, no, but over top of it. At the relative size, it's at, at the relative size, it's actually not going to be. Right, because we have you're, big you're, fluffy butts. You're, you're actually going to be. Um, there's a new type of concrete which actually like yields a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's basically like cool. injected with um, uh, air, and it's almost like flu- it's. I hate to say it, it's like fluffy oh. concrete. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And and the air spaces in it actually compress as you put uh, weight on it. So it would actually mm. act almost like almost like one of those uh, gel mold uh, <laughs> beds. Huh. I mean, the, it wouldn't compress quite that much, right. but from a durability perspective, I think that's just about all you could do to make um, macro right. furniture. 
And then and when then you add on top of that that they're working on a type of concrete that can actually fix itself when it gets cracked. Have you heard yes, about that? Yes, I saw huh. that. It's going to be yes. so cool. awesome. I, I think we mentioned that like in the ergonomics episode, didn't we? Probably not, but so. I know I've heard of it. I think I, I emailed about it, but I don't think it actually got talked to. Talked yeah, to right. past, so if you were to combine we those two technologies, that would that would really do it. Where you've got you know somewhat compressible concrete that'll mold to the thing sitting on it, and right. then that self-repairing. I mean, you've got just about a perfect solution to that. And point. then you could build an entire right. city out of that stuff, and just have a macros like <laughs> wet dream where you could have a city that just repairs yes, itself. Please. Yes, please. It's the vacation spot for macros. <laughs> just get up and go. But then also, what I thought with that uh, that concrete because it gives to weight, well, having a gigantically huge fluffy butt would probably make it max out, which would make it sink and make it comfier, basically, <laughs> what you were saying. Aww. Lay quack. Lay quack. Lay quack. All right. All right. Micro, micro in school. <laughs> Thoughts? Go, Quan. Go, me. Go. Oh. Go, Quan. Go, 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 go. Okay, uh, well, Macro Macro in School, I have to say, it was my official favorite topic that we've done so far. Um, when you brought it up and we were, we were, uh, you know, pawing around the idea before the show, I was just like, there's like so much that can come out of this. Um, one of my favorite things was <clears throat> talking about uh, the, the situation where you're in class and then all of a sudden spontaneous growth or like how it would be like, like you grow super fast, or you, it's, it's a slow process. Just like the the the, the diff. Ah, excuse me, I just tripped all over myself. The uh, the the differences and the uh, panics and things that would come from a random growth happening in the middle of class. I just I was picturing that. So. Well, Dragonian also was bringing up a pretty interesting topic. I think uh, that we didn't cover at all. Uh, that you had. What was that, Dragonian? Uh, mm -hmm. macro and micro teachers. We talked about how the students would act like if they were big or they were small, but never mm -hmm. really talked very much about how it would work if they were, the teachers were the ones that were multi-sized. I mean, right. especially like in high school, you know, the kids don't want to pay attention. They don't really respect the teacher because <laughs> they've got that whole teenage I'm better than everything mindset and they think they're invincible. But imagine how a you. teacher that's 100 foot tall would be able to step those kids right into line. I don't think anyone would talk in the class ever. Yeah, because it's and just... Well, Saying. But, but on the flip side, you'd have to keep in mind if it was a micro teacher, they'd like have to have a macro teacher's assistant. Like, <laughs> right. Period. Basically, because um, you know, no, unless... like all those teenagers aren't just gonna totally tune out the micro because they're like, who is this little like six inch tall person? I, don't know, I mean, think you guy. know, think of the pranks. Unless you could... they were a mini Bruce Lee. Yeah, think of the pranks though you could run on a on a micro teacher. You know, like it's right. not just like putting a you know tack on her chair or whatever. It'd be you know getting her trapped in in the. Uh, Science uh, in the like the hamster cage or whatever for the. I guess mm -hmm. I'm thinking more of like an elementary school that, at that point than a, than a high school. Right. But... Well, you you could actually thumbtack her to the bulletin board. Oh, oh god. That that <laughs> seems and very I... bloody, actually. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking I'm, about I'm her that, shirt. Like, loop, looped, looped a piece of tape around them Maybe. or something. And then yeah, like, that's what like Velcro is for. Or... Well, and then like, come... you could you could lift up their shirt a little bit and then just thumbtack their shirt to the. Bulletin well, then they could just take them. the shirt off. I mean, that's. That's easy enough. True. And combining macros and cartoons and TV with this, though. who remembers the Jimmy Neutron movie? Yes! Where yes. Uh, the teacher got shrunk down and everyone forgets about her and no ah. one knows that she's shrunk down. So she's standing on top of her desk trying to fend off a caterpillar that was hidden yes. in her. It was a worm, and I think. Once again, Dragonian against it serve to remind me that I am an old man. Really? You've never seen Jimmy oh Neutron? I, I don't... You're yeah, a panda, I don't, I don't have any idea what any of Dragoni, that is. I mean, uh, Jimmy Neutron was definitely <laughs> past my, my childhood. It was, 
I, I was definitely out of out of the age range when that came about. Yeah, oh wow, eighties kid. So. Yeah. 90s, well, yeah, it, it was in the nineties era of Nickelodeon. Um, yes. Another thing that I wanted to mention that's going to make Kenson start squealing, and we're going to have to all cover our ears, is imagine a macro PE teacher. And using his own body as the obstacle course for the kids to exercise on. <gasps> while while extremely cute, that would never hold up at all. Just because laws. Yeah, I'm Liability. thinking. I'm thinking that would easily get shut down by uh, by. Yeah, definitely. Too too much touching groups. You know that kind of thing. Bad touch. Yes, bad exactly. touch. Well, then you could rope off a certain part or something. I don't. Know. Why is it always imagine one of those teacher that seems to be. Uh, the the one who does you know who, who is involved in the bad touch too, they're the ones that get the most physical contact with the kids. Yeah. It's it's oh, now no, imagine it like this a way deal. that it would be nicer. Imagine it's the the football coach you know the one that's always like kind of mean and he yells at the football team to get them like motivated and stuff. Mm -hmm. so like all right team you've got a five second head start you better start running or I'm gonna step on you and he starts stomping yes. after them to try and train them. Yes, the, 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 the same guy who is always like walk it off. Yeah. Hey, Take a salt tablet. Okay. Walk it off or I will walk on you. Mm -hmm. mm. That's awesome. Because I actually did play football. I was in Pee Wee. What? Really? Uh, and just thinking about Yeah. And just thinking about that, like, because we had to run to the pole and back several times. And then I remember our coach saying, come on, push it, just kind of thing. Because I could just imagine him paw looming. I wouldn't go anywhere. I just stand yeah, there. I played a... Be like, yeah, what? I played a year of football in eighth grade, and I was definitely the biggest uh uh kid on because i was i was about the same size i was now then and well of course you were the biggest well kid. you know Durr. It, it just now <laughs> that's actually making me want to do another topic with macros and sports macros and macros and sports but that yes we can do that in the future, future episode just yes. just just to go on a, a slight tangent on that even just like a nine foot tall small macro would just dominate the field yeah yes okay right. now 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 this we've got only a future topic, topic for next episode <laughs> Yay! But for this episode, Dragonian. now it's time to move on to uh, the next topic. All right, so macros and micros in space. In this space. is something we just talked about last week, though. Space. So uh, I think this is where I, I kind of want to defer to El, El Robin and see if uh, he has any right. thoughts on it. I, right. I just, I just, macro in space just seems incredibly awkward. It's like I'm <laughs> in a little tin can in space and I can't move because if I breach. <laughs> The frickin' thing, I'm gonna just explode. Thank it's you! <laughs> See, he agrees with me. I, well, as, as a macro, uh -huh. it would suck. Well, that's implying that the ship is small. I mean, the Enterprise you, in Star Trek is like two or three kilometers long. It's a huge ship, right. and, and all of the ships are there in, in that universe are. Right, but then we also wow. discussed that what if there is a ship that is actually an android who is uh, a cross between... A an android and a furry who just oh, so happens no. to be the size of a Starship Enterprise. Let's start start the Gurren Logan conversation again. <laughs> the, the, the the problem the problem as I see it is you know you've got an incredibly powerful even for its its large size being, um and to it which are what are paper thin hull walls. I just hmm. I just can't see it ending well, and explosive decompression is not something I want to experience. But it's not paper thin; yeah. it's it's transparent aluminum. You know, it's it's that's, that's <laughs> well, strong. But relative I, to the macro, I, yeah, but relative to the macro, I mean, I, I just want to go watch Star Trek. Barring, 
um, barring like you know adamantium Sorry. or you know bullshitium, there's there's nothing there's just about nothing that's gonna hold up against against a macro. So like you know oh you know I'm napping. Oh, I had a I had a good dream and like you know it's a it's a it's a dog and has like a good runny kicky dream which dogs stretches do. all of, all of a sudden it just kicks out through the outer hull and yep. then explosive decompression and then it's dead. I just yeah. I, I'm not well, a huge fan of space travel at least in its current form um, because of that and just being a macro would make it about a hundred thousand times worse. And that just made me think of a potential uh, like. Maybe, yeah, if they still were doing Star Trek, like a potential episode, or any type of space show, really. Like, imagine that you have to carry precious cargo from one place to one place, and they end up going to this one place, picking up the cargo, and it's a normal size, what have you, let's just say dog. So, basically, they pick up the precious cargo, it's growing, and they have to get back home before it explodes out of the ship, because it's a dangerous situation, like a ticking time bomb, basically. And they, they find out that they have to keep him calm... Or whatever, what what have you to make him not grow, or it'd just be an interesting idea for an episode because, like, imagine a, a macro time bomb basically going through I, space. My, my my opinion on that would be that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. It's like, okay, we're gonna keep you calm, just sit in this nice airlock, pushoom out oh, in space. Oh, oh. No, no. What if it's like precious cargo? That's a political thing that you have to get it back home because there's like a trade going on. Or, or, or someone who had like held the secrets to winning a galactic war or something like that. Like Q. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like and a macro is going to provide useful in, in lots of situations. So you know, it's right. on the ground, maybe not in the ship, but on the away missions or or in a in a battle right. in war. Mm-hmm. Throw that SOP said, into stasis. <laughs> well, we had said that the best case scenario would be like, because I, I don't have a size limit, me personally, because I can grow and shrink all I want. That would be the best case scenario, because you have a bunch of normal-sized people on a ship as a crew, and you have a certain select few, if not all, that can uh, size shift. So when you get down to a territory or a new place, you have those that can grow and those that can shrink, and then both, so that there's protection and uh, space saving equally, because everyone could ride on the ship as micros and save a whole bunch of uh, um, save a bunch of uh, rations and things. But then yeah. once they get to the territory, they could be huge and they could ex- excavate land. They could go explore. Heck, they could peek around the horizon at like 50 miles tall and just look over. But that's extreme. But that'd be fun. <laughs> so. I'd like to say I love how Elrben has pretty much exactly mirrored my viewpoints on macro Because you guys are too practical. You, you're well, real. Please don't be realist. It's not fun. Sometimes come, the realism the makes it interesting. That's why I like Star Trek. It's all pseudoscience, but it's trying to be realistic. Yeah, especially Voyager. Right, That's yeah. just a really realistic show. Well, the, 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 the realistic portion of it, you know, it, it, it prevents characters from being Mary Sue's. Yes, exactly. Oh, uh, what does um, that what does that term mean? Oh, just basically they're able to do or do anything they want. It's basically a a, a design to be incredibly overpowered. I think I think it has a reference to like yeah, Star okay. Trek fan fiction, early Star Trek fan fiction, where <laughs> I think the actual definition is basically a character without any flaw. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's so and the reason I... it's Mary Sue is the character was written in to mimic the uh, writer. Right. Exactly. Uh, it, it, it's it's okay. an escapist fantasy type thing where there's you know it totally does become it totally becomes not interesting for the reader. It's Got just it. the writer trying to to go on a power trip. 
Yes, yes. which is what a lot uh, of macro also known as god modding. <laughs> it's actually yeah, I was about to say that's actually it's macro micro uh, writing specifically is probably the most prone to that because it's really 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 difficult. And I know like like you, Quan uh, and Dragonian, and I don't know if you write L, maybe you do, but yep, I know that does. you guys basically have a a thing like you're motivated to basically make it not so you know harsh and i know the alarms are going off okay <laughs> what are you just, doing just, just going with all the other alarm options since apparently the duck one didn't work this time he's, he's telling me time's up <laughs> okay so next topic macro and micro do's and don'ts things you should or should not do in order to either be polite or safe for others or <laughs> to keep yourself safe in times when people are 100 plus foot tall or less than six inches tall right go I, I would say uh, if you accidentally run your car into the toe of a macro, it's a bad idea mm -hmm. to beep and or flip the macro off. <laughs> right. It's probably a don't. But it's a do to make um, sure you exchange insurances because most macros are going to carry the – what kind of insurance, Kenson? Geico Insurance. Giants Everywhere Insurance Company. Keeping you and your property safe from smooshes since 1982. Except for Kenson because he doesn't know how deductibles work. I they taste good. <laughs> so delectables, not deductibles. <laughs> oh, I have learning. I have learning to do. We must do research. So one of them, like we were actually saying on the show, just a recap. Uh, it was like, um, Quan, wasn't it the? If you have a relationship, how would that work uh, with a, mic a macro and a micro? basically like snuggling up yeah because wouldn't you uh, crush your tiny partner? well i've also kind of come across this in writing a story the story i've been streaming for ducky over the past couple of days where just the, the mechanics of a smaller person like a person that may be a fifth or a sixth of the size of their of their partner going and trying to make out or kiss the the macro <laughs> you know it's, it's almost something that the macro Monthly. has to lead and in that case it's you know, right. is it, is it, Insta is it kissing play. or is it Insta becoming <laughs> Right. Well, I, I truthfully, I'm going to be perfectly and brutally honest. I actually, I approve because I like mall play a lot. So, sorry. I, I would, I would have to say for, uh, you know, a, a macro micro relationship, I think the key would be communication because right. it would be really, really easy for the macro to even accidentally right. to become overbearingly dominant. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, just something as simple as, uh, you know, uh, an irritated growl could terrify mm -hmm. the hell out of your partner. Right. You know, you, you could be mm -hmm. accidentally just terrifying them constantly. So I think, I think communication and mm -hmm. uh, the macro being aware of their just overwhelming power right. would, be, and... would be very, very important. Yeah. Shameless... And just... Sorry, go ahead. Shameless plug, they just cover that really well in K-Bob's Tabitha Crane story, which is awesome, <laughs> and if you haven't read it, you should go read it! Yep. I did, and, and that's actually what I was referencing. Uh, that that story did it very, very well, and it, it, it brought up some things that I hadn't previously thought mm -hmm. of. I mean, I, maybe I had uh, thought about it a little bit, but not in depth, and it really does make sense that, you know, you really... Just just a simple, careless, uh, irritated uh, swat of a paw could could kill. Well, so now, so, in, oh gosh, so they're not yeah. just focused just on relationship stuff. Let's try to uh, maybe go on to another do's and don'ts. Right. 
I think we might have mentioned it very briefly in another episode, but something that I think would be a requirement that all micros would have to have yes. is like how old people have like the little like button Help. that they press when they're having a heart attack or something. Micros have to have some kind of panic button, Help or if, like me. they get kidnapped Help or they get trapped or something like that. They have a button that will GPS and I'm call the police. Into a macro so they can throat and I can't right. get up. <laughs> yeah, with, with I am between GPS embedded. Right. I am between two toes who I do not recognize, and I cannot 911 get up. 911, what is your emergency? I seem to have uh, been eaten. This is the third time this week, Larry. Are uh, you serious? Yeah. At some uh, point, I just think you're pranking him. There's this guy at my work who thinks I'm delicious. Well, <laughs> Can you sir, send help? are you delicious? Are yes. You? All right, deductible. Uh, must be. I mean, come on. I guess, this, you know, he keeps, he keeps on doing it. And... Is it Fuzzy Paw? <laughs> Just roll yourself in, uh, in anchovies, mm-hmm. and that and no one likes Aww. anchovies. <laughs> Ew. I, wait, aw, but no, L, you make a kitty too. I like anchovies. Really, really? Yeah, but, Have you ever had but, anchovies? But, yeah. Yeah. But, well, not but, by themselves. But a furry creature <laughs> covering itself in anchovies would probably be the worst thing ever. <laughs> or just an anchovy micro. Oh god. Uh, what did I what have smell, I just done? Anyway, moving on from that one. Yay! Um, Thanks for that. Yay. And, uh, and while we're on the topic of micros in trouble, micros should never go to a toy store unattended. Yes. I I concur. Dolly. Crunch. Exactly. What no oh this dolly's so lifelike. A fully grown man walking in trying to buy a toy for his kid gets kidnapped by a four-year-old girl and can do nothing to stop her from taking mm. him away. Oh, God. Aww. Tea parties for days. No! <laughs> it's like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just thought of that just real fast. I just thought of the scene from Toy Story where Buzz Lightyear is having the tea party. <laughs> That's adorable. Okay. All right. All right. And so there's only one more on this list here that we have in front of us. And that is the one that we talked about when Tiern was with us. Sensei, macro facts and math. Macro facts slash yes. math. Oh yes. The only reason why I love math. And I think he he posted something <laughs> relatively recently. Let me see if I can pull up his Twitter account real quick. Oh, cool. That I found uh, really interesting. You. Um, I need a new phone. All right. Uh, so the one I found here, the most recent one, he said was if you fashioned a ring out of the large hadron collider mm-hmm. it would be a perfect fit for someone around 864 kilometers or 537 miles tall why does he lead in kilometers mm-hmm. he's, he's he's not a he's not a commie red he's, he's from he's from the u.s yeah, i think he really really miles. really likes and prefers the metric system though and i do too uh, like I, the I, rest I, of the world does i can understand I, jimmy carter go back to go back to your peanut farm i believe well, the ever reason since why I'm... is because the uh he didn't want to do the additional conversion because the uh, lhc diameter was measured in okay. kilometers. Right. And I do see I do see here <laughs> other stuff where he's led with feet, so he looks like he goes back and forth. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I was actually in the market for that ring right there. So that's perfect. Thanks. It's One that fancy. I would like to bring up is just a fun little size theft fact while we were talking. Uh, Kenson <laughs> briefly mentioned that. There are about 7 billion people on the planet Earth. If you stole a single inch of height from every single one of them, such a small amount no one would even notice that it's gone, and gave it all to yourself, by the time you had taken one inch of height from all 7 billion people, you would be 110,480 miles tall, and the Earth would be roughly what? the size of a softball to you. That's my plan. Of course it... Leave it to a dragon to talk about hoarding height all to himself. 
Oh, I didn't even me. take all of their height. I only took one inch. You wouldn't I, even know it was Yeah, large. but you didn't share. Well, you have How many other micros could you share that with? Well, you have to be the size of, of 30 Earths instead of <laughs> instead of distributing well, well, it amongst you know 20 or well, 30 of your closest macro friends. Uh, actually, I was the one that did it first, so do you want some? <laughs> I'd be really interested to see what that would change to if you absorbed a millimeter, which literally no one would notice. Yeah. Well, I, I actually I originally said half an inch. So, because half an inch would be less noticeable than an inch, but a millimeter would be interesting too, because it'd be like what the the height of a hair on your Something head, like that. ish, maybe if you have it cut to a About, quarter inch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That would be interesting. Too. There's another one that 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 uh, Tieran posted uh, recently. You would need to stand about 42.4 miles, or 68.33—excuse 68.3 kilometers tall—to be able to jump off of the Earth, assuming it stays solid beneath you. Okay, I have a project this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. One, one that I actually sent to him was um, at uh, just 1,100 feet tall. Uh, your footfalls would have the kinetic energy of a, a small atomic weapon. Yes. And uh, at just over a mile tall. Um, each footfall would rival uh, Sarbamba, which was the Russian uh, 50 megaton nuclear right. weapon. Right. It's well, just 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 insane amount of energy being exerted. I know, and whenever I think of <laughs> you know role playing and size shifting and just stomping around, that's actually my first thought I go to, because I always end up texting like uh, 15 on the Richter scale or something whenever I'm stomping around at like I don't know. 1500 feet more or something because if uh, imagine like that's a mile tall imagine you know we all like to go giga and stuff so let's let's push it like 10 miles can you imagine like the richter scale would it would be probably plus 70 or something it'd be ridiculous well it's... don't don't forget the way <clears throat> the richter scale goes it's it's uh, order of magnitude so yeah. each each point one is uh that's true is double the previous strength, if I remember my Richter scale correctly. Still, probably it's 70. A, it's, it's a logarithmic scale, right? right? That's what... <laughs> Stomping at warp sure. 10. Kind of <laughs> like the warp scale in, uh, in Star Trek. And just for I the like... record, I just did the math on that, Elrobin. If you stole a single millimeter from everyone, mm -hmm. it nice. would be 4,350 miles tall, which is roughly the size of North America. I'll accept nice. it. Yes, that's, that's I'll do a it. Good, that's a good fun size. That's a reasonable size. Yes. yes. Um, you know, you're oh. only the size of a continent. That's reasonable. Yeah, no yeah, biggie. I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> hey, North America makes for a great bed. I'm not going to lie. Um, going going back to the footfalls for one second. Um, yes, The please. only difference is that you compare the kinetic energy. Yes, it's got the kinetic energy of an atomic weapon, mm -hmm. but the effect would be really localized until you yeah. got really big. Yeah. So like, the the force being exerted, yes, you'd be creating earthquakes, but in a really really localized sense. Right. And like eventually, if you got to a certain size, not even a full footfall. Like one of my favorite uh, things to think about also, because when you're huge, everything you do causes commotion. Every like there's noise. Darn it! No, I'm gonna extend it a little bit. No. Nope. No. Nope. So basically, just wriggling your toes like would cause your 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 pot your your crack is being uh, muted. No, now in the podcast. no. Seriously, just the little. If you just wiggle your toes, it would cause uh, like a rumble. Just a a literally just flicking from your toes. Breathing. To yeah. Changing weather patterns to uh, movement, creating shifts in air pressure. 
you'd right. be affecting weather for hundreds, if not thousands of miles. Yes. And honestly, and it just uh, on a complete tangent, um, real quick, uh, hmm. the thing you said about the the Soviet uh, bomb, the what was the name of the, the, the you said again? That Zarbomba. 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 That is actually uh, kind of uh, touched on a desire I have had over the past few days mm -hmm. to write alternate history macro micro <gasps> for fiction with uh, set in the Cold War and uh, the USSR specifically. Sweet. That and sounds instead of threatening fantastic. each other with nukes, we have giga macros. Sounds well, actually, I was kind of thinking more of like a a spy who had the ability to shrink down and eavesdrop, because because I've I, you know, it's just something that's a little different from what I've normally done doing something that is a uh, you know micro uh, fiction. Right. Especially after reading, I guess, most of Noxie's stuff recently, he's he definitely focuses more on mm -hmm. on micros, and it's interesting, different thing than the way I normally go with. Can you imagine Hitler as a micro? Oh my gosh. Let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> let's just uh, moving not on. Not where I was going at all. I'm okay. sorry. As the conversation gets like... Godwind. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's well, one way to end a tangent. There, isn't there one of the internet rule that you know? Goodwin's law. Some, when you yeah, is that good? Is that what you were just talking yep. about? Goodwin's yeah. law. What's I Goodwin's think it's law? Godwin, but don't quote me on Godwin. that. You might you might be right. I think I just always pronounce it Goodwin, but I'm pretty sure it's spelled Godwin. Yeah, uh, there's only uh, one O, so it makes. What do? What is Godwin's law? The Goodwin's Law states that as an online discussion grows longer, the probability of comparison involving Nazis or Hitler approaches one. <laughs> In other words, given enough time, any online discussion oh is going to bring up Hitler Yay, or the Nazis. So thank you. You have just proved Goodwin's Law, Goodwin's Law as it applies to our podcast. That's, that's, oh gosh, yep. Thanks, Goodwin. Thank you. I didn't uh, know about your law. Man, Thanks. that was something that he proposed in 1990. Huh. It remains That true. was like before I think I ever was on the internet. Huh. Well, it, it, maybe it's pretty much well, inevitable at, on any online discussion. <laughs> Yay! Sorry, guys. <laughs> so that's the end of our, our list of topics. I know we've covered a few other topics during the right. show, but those are the ones we wanted to kind of revisit. And we are kind of approaching it now. We want to make sure we keep this hmm? relatively short, not just for the listeners, but also because I know Elverman has to right, has to jet at some point. <laughs> Um, and I need to get back to sleep because I only got about four hours of sleep hey, last night. Since hey, I stayed up Panda, late playing too. Civ Five. Panda pause. <laughs> I was at King's Island. But I only got four hours last I night. I was too. King's Island, by the way. I always only get about four hours of sleep. Sleep How is for the week. Bell Robin, yeah. you're a fellow mega kitty. Do you under you understand the need of sleep, right? Oh yeah, but I, yeah. I I do it in I do it in naps. Naps are awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And if anyone I don't understand if anyone understands sorry. the importance of sleep, it would be a panda. <laughs> yes, pandas. Lazy yeah. panda. But I don't get dragons. I'm sorry, Dragonian. I love you to death, but I do not understand. How can you only get four hours of sleep? I'm because I'm hardwired to wake That's up at a specific time. So it doesn't no matter how exhausted I am. If I go to bed at three a.m., I'll still wake up wide awake at five o'clock. Huh. Yet, if your sneak skill is high enough, <laughs> you could sneak in behind the dragon and backstab him and one-shot him. Okay. I'm confused. But I, I, I also, don't wanna... also probably helps if you have the uh, the, the perk for uh, 6x damage with uh, – or 12x damage with that. How did we just... segue from me being tired to Skyrim references? Because Skyrim, because Skyrim is Skyrim. awesome. Because it's Skyrim. It's life. Oh, my gosh. There's a – okay. A really, really, really quick tangent. I want to find it real fast. Go ahead, and you guys can talk about other stuff. I have to find it. Mm. I wish I had it just... Anyone that here. has Skyrim on the PC, if you don't know, you press the tilde key, you target something, <laughs> and you type set scale. Set scale, and we talked about to... this on the podcast. 
what have you. It's, hey, Ken, you can go up to ten. I think is is the max on Skyrim. Okay, so there, there's a comic that I ha- that I have on my phone that I save. It's about Skyrim. It's like random random Khajiit runs in. Hey, how much gold do you have? Shopkeeper says, uh, about thirteen hundred. Is this a robbery? I'd like to sell you thirteen hundred golds worth in leather helmets. What? What am I supposed <laughs> to do with these? I am a baker. Merchant perk. <laughs> I think the better one is the one where there's the the dragonborn is shouting at a dragon and using one of the dragonborn shouts and the dragon is, starts correcting his grammar right? and then everyone starts <laughs> making fun of him for you know knowing proper grammar it's in the like dragon grammar. language and then he goes home and he starts crying and eating ice cream and it made them feel sad. Well, it's because everyone yeah everyone's yeah calling him a nerd or whatever. Oh gosh. Speaking of Skyrim, I still uh, haven't played and be- oh, I still haven't beaten the DLC yet. Oh, also, this is the tenth and the tenth episode or the full episode of the podcast. It's been how many months? Like three months since you started Quandry? We started in July. Uh, a little more than three. It was in July. Kenson yeah. still has not seen Pacific Rim. Yeah. Right, which is why that's not a topic, even though it came out on Blu-ray recently. You want to know? Because it's... Kenson is being an irresponsible cheetah and not watching it, even though he said on the first episode of the show that he would watch it before the next episode of the show. And here we are, ten plus four half episodes and a two-week hiatus later, and he still hasn't. Watched By the it. combined might of the other macros in this chat, I hereby declare that Kenson will not be allowed to be over six foot tall until he watches that movie. And he has no excuse because. Um, Google Play Store has it. iTunes Store has it. He doesn't even have to leave the comfort of home to get it. Excuses well, you know are even... zero at this point. You know what's even more sad? Seriously. My parents have it rented. It's sitting at what? home on the table. Go Not watch. joking you. I've had, yeah. watch. I've had Skyfall sitting at home for about two months. <laughs> Kenson, you're going back it. in the hamster ball for this. Uh, yay! <laughs> okay, Kenson, you have a two-hour block of time today. Okay. I will. Watch it today, okay? And make okay. sure you watch through the credits. I'll watch it with my Foofy, which, by the way, she's a macro, and make, too. <laughs> and make sure make sure you watch it on a IMAX screen. Oh. No, no, no. We, we shrink okay. them down to that way every screen is an IMAX screen. Exactly. <gasps> oh, That's my point. Oh, See, because he an has idea. to be in the hamster ball until he watches wait, it. Wait, wait. Oh. I have an idea. Um, Could I just, you know, since I have to be so tiny, could one of you guys just, like, play it on your phone or something? I could just curl up on your chest. No, that require us buying it. If you have it, if you have it rented already on on Blu-ray or whatever, go ahead and watch that. Okay, but it's not Blu-ray. I wish we had a Blu-ray player. Ugh. Oh, it's just well, DVD. Yeah. It's still better than nothing. Go watch. Right. <laughs> this is why you need to get a PS4. Okay. And then I'll come and play your PS4. And... I don't know how much thought you put into these movies, but if you're like me, make sure you completely shut your brain off because the movie for all the macro stuff is yeah. really great. But if oh, you yeah. think at all yeah, yeah. about the story, it'll make you incredibly it... angry. Well, the, the... it was not as bad of a story as I as it as it could have been. Like, yes, it was definitely a dumb summer movie, <laughs> but there were there were at least parts of it that were enjoyable and entertaining. Right. Even even within the story, there were characters that were better than expected. I, agree. I that really helped. Totally helped shut it. my brain off to not think <laughs> about that story, and there were some plot holes that were so bad they just ripped me right out of it. Well, I mean, I, and I talked about it kind of. I'm sorry, go ahead. Del. I, I went into it with the following. I went into it expecting a big dumb summer movie with Jaegers beating the crap out of and getting the crap beaten out of them by Kaiju, and I was not disappointed. That's yeah, exactly that's what, what I went Kwan into it as well. Too. But there were just a couple of things that just made no sense at all that it just <laughs> – it got to me. Like the baby. The and, baby. That was the biggest thing. It was so dumb. There was no point for it yes. to be there. It, and I was also kind of really incensed. I kind of talked about this in the podcast already, but by the end, the ending of it, 
it was just something where there was no logic to how that end <laughs> it happened. I've already kind of spoiled. I know the three of you have seen it, and I've already spoiled it for kids on the podcast. But where the main character well, survives, don't care. Rocket punches, well, so don't care. Well, I'm only, I'm only. Uh, but gonna... I, that's 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 my point. Is that it's it's it, it had it had to follow the formula in order to be the type of movie it was, and if you accept that, it's actually better than that formula usually is. Like, if you compare it to Independence Day, which is probably the closest comparison of, of that kind of, mm-hmm. a, of a movie, mm-hmm. I would say it, it succeeded in what it did better than Independence well, Day. The only I, reason why I get so mad at it is because that, that one thing, that baby scene, there was no point to it. Like, if it had just been, like, like something dumb or silly and it was, like, a plot hole, that would be fine. But they, they intentionally, like, made it not have any meaning. Because they went in because they were like, hey, we have to get to the second brain. And they were like, oh, no, the brain's damaged. But wait, there's a baby! But they could have just not had the brain damage. There was literally no purpose for that thing's existence except for making a plot hole. Um. I, I, I know why they did it. It's because some producer had snorted too much cocaine that day. Probably. And, 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 and forced Guillermo del Toro to do that. That's probably also and the was, same guy that decided to give that dude solid gold shoes. Well, they are, they also needed to get rid of uh, of Ron Perlman's character, uh, Hannibal whatever. Oh. Chow, um, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's okay though because the only reason I'm gonna watch it is for the stumps. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong; it's perfectly fine for all of that. It's just and, that and one I, plot. I say there's more there's more merit to it though than just the stumps. Oh, I'm gonna you enjoy know, it. Period. That... But like the storyline, however it is, it's gonna be a bonus because base level stumps because Godzilla 1998. Hey. I rave over it. I squee over it. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Not because of the storyline. The storyline is and not if you, good at all. It's just there is and, and, so much stumps. That's why. And if you're a fan of film from a visual perspective, me. you know the oh, whole. It's gorgeous. The, me, this is going to use. Yes, me. This is going to use like a really snooty term, <laughs> but the mise en scène, the, the look of a film, it, it probably has one of the best looks of any film since maybe. And I, I don't, I don't like, I hate this film actually. So it's bad that I'm bringing it up. But Avatar, yeah. you know, Avatar had a view, a beautiful look to it, even though the movie was. I crap. need to watch it in Blu-ray. Um, dang it! Ugh. Hey, don't and, you and, speak and, bad about Pocahontas? That movie was great. <laughs> or, or dances with wolves. Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue moon? Mm. Da, 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 the colors of the wind. No, but but mm. seriously though, like I I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. And I think yes. visually it was just stunning. It it had a really like to your point, it had a really good visual style. And really it, it was the movie that Guillermo del Toro wanted to make when he was five years old. Yep. And finally someone handed him a hundred million dollars or whatever the heck the budget was and said, Go make your movie and damn it aside from like one or two things which I think had to be producers on, on drugs, he made his movie. And uh... I think that movie is is something that uh <laughs> Oh, I thought I was gonna say. Okay, go ahead, Kenson. Smoosh. Um, I just, I, I oh, I want to see it. Like, I just, the, there's no, there's no expectations today. except big. See it today. Uh, see it today, or you will be stuck in the, between panda toes for the rest of the world. Oh, threat, uh, though, stick them in the gee, ball. I just had this thing come up where I, I, I can't. Okay. See, that's totally um, not a threat. I'm gonna okay, stick fine, you in the we'll hamster just... ball, and the longer you take yeah, to we'll watch just, the we'll, movie, we'll get out the jar. Again. The more shrinking potion is gonna get into the hamster ball. Well. Okay, I, I'll watch it, but I'll probably uh, well, I has I has to watch my fursuit and things. <laughs> I also do like the fact that we weren't going to talk wait, about this, but wait, now we're talking about did, it. Did you just say you had to wash your fursuit? Yeah. Is that something that really takes like your undivided attention that you can't watch a movie? 
monster movie? Um, no. He has to take it down to the creek with his washboard. <laughs> oh, jeez. Did we suddenly get transferred back in time to the 1800s? Yes, yes we did. We're now well, in a little house on the prairie. Well, I have to use... And that's what you're going to be in, Kansas. You're going to be a little ki- a cheetah on the prairie if you don't watch this movie well, today. Okay, I have to use I have to use Angel Falls, though. It's not like... Because I, I, have, I have to head all the way over to South America. So that's why. It might, but, uh, no, Is it that the falls that, that Up... Say what? Up, was that the movie Up, the Pixar movie? Yeah. Set. I don't think it was actually Angel. Okay, Falls, guys, guys, but... we are in dangerous territory. We are tangentinging, and it's it's almost an yeah, but... um, hour and a half. Hmm. No, it's not. It's only been an hour. Okay. And uh, and <laughs> but it is time for us to go ahead and move on to the the Mer Factor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mer Factor. Yes, this is the part of the show where we talk about all things. That make us big stompy first. I'm totally going to start using Barry White music for that. <laughs> oh my. All right, so who wants to go first? I think L. Robin should get the... Or I'm sorry, L. Robin. L. Can Robin. I just call you Big Kitty? Yes. Sure. So, okay, Big Kitty should go first since he is our honored guest and he will smoosh us all if we don't let him go first. Right. Nah, I won't. I'll smoosh you because... Just because. Just because. Um, <laughs> so, um... <laughs> You all may or may not have seen uh, the animations of uh, on FA of Can't Stop Growing. Uh, he just recently put out a, a new model. Um, some of my friends who have 3D animation software are going to be poking around with that. But he, he did an absolutely fantastic uh, dragon growing animation. And it, so it's furfinity.net user can't stop growing. All I'm already watching him too. Cool. Oh yeah, it's it's probably the best uh, growth animation I've ever seen. I don't even think there should be a probably to that. Is there? Wait, is it? He doesn't have a gallery, does he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Okay, I have there's to only like three things. things. He has like there's three items. It, 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 there, the yeah. Flash is adult, so if you have your thing uh-huh. turned off, that oh, might be why you yeah, can't see. Yeah, it. yeah, Kenson, Kenson, Kenson has his his safe G to filter oh, on. Okay. It's just nudity. There's no like sex or anything. Yeah. Right, I'm I'm turning it off for. This, ladies and gentlemen, Kenson has taken off the kid gloves. Oh, and oh, reveals big paws. Yes. Yeah. And and what I want to know is if there's anyone who would actually be able to to be commissioned for that kind of thing. I know he can't stop growing, says he doesn't. Um, and I can imagine it probably is just not practical. Have I've seen those? a couple of people that will like open commissions for that stuff, but they're they're. Like, animation is kind of, I don't want to say generic, but it's not, like, anywhere near that level of yeah. quality, and it's pretty mm-hmm. expensive, because it is a time-consuming process. Well, I mean, I know Ellerbin d- dabbles in it, so I'm sure it takes Yeah, I can, I can definitely comment on that. Um, it's it's time-consuming to do single-frame renders if you're doing custom models in 3D. Animation is just hideously time-consuming. Right. Because um, you have to like build the model before you can even do anything with it, right? Well, even even if you even for sake of argument, if you have a pre-rigged model like uh, a Can't Stop Growing just released, it's still just incredibly time-consuming to set up the animation because you have to have all the items in the world. If any of those items are moving, they have to be individually animated. The character itself has to be animated. Then you have to worry about lighting. You have to worry about particle effects if you're doing anything like that. And then right. the rendering, the rendering itself is, is the most time-consuming because uh, I don't know if you guys saw any of the the animations that I did. Um, mm-hmm. 
the um, Snow Leopard one walking through the city is only like mm, 20 seconds, and it was like 10 hours of render time. Mm. Right. Wow. That's why you need to get a, a factory full of Mac Pros. Wait, no, that's going to lead us down to a whole, the whole conversation we had last week. Never mind. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go there. Don't go well, there. No, I mean, it, it, really, for, for, for large-scale render, you just need a – you literally need a render farm. I mean, if, if I yeah. were to theoretically do, like, a half an hour short, I would, I would honestly need to push that render out to, like, Amazon EC2. And, and even, like – Pixar, who who you know who does this as their big thing and is the the king of doing this, uh, you know they and they have render farms out the wazoo. They still take you know several hours to render. I think each frame of or, or each second. I'm not sure if it's each several hours per frame or several hours per second. It's it's come uh, it's animation. come way down. They've they've gotten it down to um, uh, minutes per frame, and that's it, that's rendered at 4K resolution. Okay. So it, it's gotten so that makes it's it a little gotten more reason, better, but but even so, they still take a long time to make films right. in relatively. So I speaking. just right. I just I just watched it. Holy crap! Yeah, I told you. Jeez, that was like a solid forty-five seconds. First off, which probably took I don't know half a year more. Forty-five seconds of divine awesomeness. And then just the way that the cameras shifted and the the panes changed. How it showed the paws growing along with him, and then other parts, and like just it just I, that was that was that was bliss. I, I, I think that's why I think it's especially impressive because um, normally when people are dabbling in 3D, you just scale the model itself. Right. Um, he took the time to morph, you know, like oh there goes a paw, there goes right. the chest, you know, it, it was yeah. it was it was staged growing. It's it's kind of like what you were talking about a couple of weeks ago, Dragonian, uh, with uh, guilty Drake. Yeah, uh, guilty Drake. Guilty yep, Drake. Yep, yeah, yep. exactly. I think guilty probably swooned all over that too. Um, For sure. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next uh, Mer shout out, and I'm going to take this next one, and uh, it's going to be going out to T Bone, who I know a lot of you probably have watched. Oh my God, yes. Uh, T Bone. And this is one of the ones I always get T Bone and Teasel Bone yep. mixed up, <laughs> even though they're. They're not the same person or the they same artist use. because they're both really, really good macro artists. And I know I've given Teaselbone a shout out, so it's only right that I give Fine. T-Bone a, a Mer Factor uh, reference as well. And uh, you know, one of the things I just really like about you know about his art or, or their art is the the textures. I guess seem seem very much uh, on the on the character specifically. Fine. Just seem very you know. Not realistic, but it's it's definitely a lot less cartoony than a lot of other uh, textures can be. Where you could where you could totally see this being like something maybe from a uh, a CG film, like a Pixar film, right. or uh, maybe not quite that much, but but you know in in that regard, it just looks it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. And and I, I have a he has a lot of great uh, you know commissions as well as just art that he's that, that they've done. Um, a lot of it involving rabbits, <laughs> yes. which is cool. Macro I, I think the um, difference in the art style is it's it's very it's very painterly and there's yes. there's yes. very few hard lines. So it's it's right. the original line work is um, inked, but then the lines the those inked lines are largely ignored. Like I've I've watched T Bone paint, right. and 
when he paints over it, he's almost completely ignoring the inking. He's using it as a guide and just painting over it. It's mm-hmm. well, I, I've kind of seen someone, uh, Kratos, who I, uh, Frieder gave a shout out to a few weeks back when he was on. Um, I've seen him kind of do that as well. Try to 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 just ignore line work or or, or to only use it as a very basic guide. But the results that uh, T Bone comes with, uh, you know, that, that comes out of him is uh you know just leagues beyond anyone i've seen who who's ever tried that not to say that Kratos does it bad but <laughs> uh you know it's it, it's there's definitely a uh i think t-bone's perfected the that art at that point that that style of of painting right. i i think one in particular that uh is a perfect example is if you're on uh t-bone's gallery the the one vex in a box which is a, a gray bunny in a room yes yes um Looking Absolutely. at it, it has only a handful of hard lines on the entire piece, and that's primarily for detail. I totally want to commission him now. <laughs> I know, I know, he opened up commissions recently. I don't have any money to do it right now, but but I would love to get something like that. With Remember MFF. You may not be going to MFF. Not everyone goes to MFF. Well, I mean, like, or, money needs to be saved. Are you saying I need to save money? Right. Practical <laughs> so, all right, Kenson, who's your Murr Factor shout out? Um, to? this this person actually, I really, really, really hope I haven't said her name before. I'm almost 100% confident I haven't, so I'm going to say it. Tardy, have you ever heard of Tardy? T A R T I have. She actually is not a specific macro micro, macro micro artist. However, when she does do it, oh my gosh, look out! She actually does a lot of vor too. Her vor art is my official favorite. I'm sorry, Vorlord, you and her are tied. Sometimes it goes both ways, but Tardy does great vor. I'm actually getting a commission from her soon um, for that. Yeah, I saw that come up on on uh, Twitter. You were you saw the, <clears throat> yeah the mention you were going to her. And she actually has um she has she uh, she has an account specifically for Vor. It's uh, called Nummy Nums, N U M M Y N U M Z, I believe. And just go and take a look at her stuff. I don't really need to say anything else. She everything from the anatomy behind the jaw and the teeth and the way everything works, along straight down to the saliva drips and the textures details. It's just so shiny. Everything about it. So hey, shinies are my thing. Oh wow, well, yeah. I, I'm taking a look now. Very interesting that the the uh, artist can go back and forth between a cartoony style and a and a very very sharp realistic style. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of was thinking that too. I love Tardy to death. I've actually met her in real life too. Um, she's in Florida, and I met her at Megaplex when I went down there. Uh, the year, uh, last year I think. <clears throat> Because I'm I'm, so. I'm looking, you know, there's there's a handful of cartoony pieces, but on the uh, what is it, the second page, uh, there's a piece of a, a char from Guild Wars Two, and that right. is just stunningly detailed. That's really nice. Right. Also, her prof she's uh, in love with everything Disney. If you look at her profile ID, I can't help but giggle every time I see it. You ain't Disney. <laughs> It's actually like an inside All right, joke. so Dragonian, you're the last one. We save the something for last. We save the dragon for last. Oh, wow. Otherwise, he would just eat the entire podcast, and we would all be in his tummy. Yay! Yay! Food. 
<laughs> Except for so, L. Robin. I'll share with him, because he's awesome. But wait. I heart you, L. Robin. So who are you shouting out to? Who are you murring at? Well, I hope L. Robin can join me in murring all over this person. It's Crux. He's why a... just L. Robin? Why, why can't why can't Quandary or Kenson join you at murring over Crux? Because, because you're both in my stomach. Uh -huh. But I still get internet reception. I still get Wi-Fi in here. <laughs> Uh, Crux has been around FA since 2006. He's been around for about seven years, um, and I believe he was wasn't he around Lofty Bearings, Elrobin? Oh yeah, around for, for ages, yes. Yeah, because I, I only started following him when I started about seven years ago, but he's been around like long before then. Mm -hmm. um, I really like a lot of the poses that he does. He does really good muscle work. He does really good perspective, and um, like. Like the sit, like not the actual art itself, but like the situations he comes up with, like the the story behind like his pictures and the concepts of the pictures. He's really really good at coming up with interesting stuff like that. Um, just he's a really really nice guy. He's one of the nicest guys I know. Um, he does really cool stuff like these Halloween avatars that he's been doing recently. Um, and I know it got mentioned briefly a few episodes ago. He was the guy that did the drawing for that big comic that has since disappeared from the internet, uh, Big First Community College. Yeah, um, yeah. I believe it was. Was it Arlen that started that, L? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Arlen was the one that actually came up with the concept, but Crux did like like an 80-page comic about it, like involving a whole bunch of macros that he talked to at the time in Big Furs, um, and it was follow like it was basically you know what Kinson was wanting forever and was his one true dream is to have a big community college for normal people, macros and micros and size changers to go to. Yes, please. And like all like the crazy stuff that happens there. Mm -hmm. um, he is going to be at MFF, and it's going to be Woo! totally awesome because Crux we all yes! be all like, "Yay, Crux!" Um, and he's just and he's he's also a Texas fur too. He is. He lives in, I believe, it's San, San Antonio. Antonio. Crux, may I, I get I, arts? I have to support this. Um, his his anatomy is absolutely fantastic. It, it's it a, really it's is semi cartoony style, but still uh, really good poses and, and anatomy and. Right. Um, to again, you know, the the concepts that he comes up with are great, and he manages to put a whole lot of emotion into his pieces. Uh, they feel really, really natural, and he's able to put a whole ton of uh, emotion and intimacy into them. Emphasis on time. and over the past couple of over the past couple of weeks, he's been doing like a series of three kind of panels, uh, three characters in a panel uh, of of different themes, like one based on on you know, I think Dragonian, you were actually in one that was uh, three uh, butts. assets. Yeah, but butt, butt shots. Uh, and and it's been just kind of interesting to watch him take uh, different characters. And I'm get was that something that you had inquired, or was that just kind of a surprise gift? He just kind of has did? been doing those like randomly as little gifts right. for people. That's kind of what I got, and, and and I think it's cool to be able to 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 do that with so many. You know, he's done about twenty or of them or so over the past couple of of weeks uh, of just different macros and micros, I guess, and other furs in the community. Yeah, Probably he is, he is really, really fast at what he does. Um, mm -hmm. Like I actually got like a time stream commission from him a couple of years ago. Let me find it for you real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. Where is it? <laughs> uh, here it is. Oh my gosh. SWAT cats fave. <laughs> I knew you'd go for that. Um, this picture right here, uh, Eyes on the Prize in my gallery, this took him like a little under two hours to do from beginning to completion. Yep, hmm. he's super quick. 
Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, those are our more shout-outs. We've got, going down the list uh, from first to last, there was Can't Stop Growing and T-Bone and Tardy and Crux. Yes. So those will be all linked in the chat. Or not in the chat. Yeah, because you guys can totally see our chat. Those those will be all linked <laughs> in uh, the show notes. We, That's what it's called. If we could, we and might be able to give them access to the chat. I don't know. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Right. We are not we live streaming this podcast. Skype is smooshed enough. Actually, I totally thought about live streaming the podcast at some point. Oh, but if we could... I, then they would heal all our flubs. They would hear all our mess ups. Yeah, that's the so problem. So that's what, hey, it's uh, what's going to be happening at MFF. Look forward to it. Yeah, and that's at least then we have that. That's terrifying enough on its own, I guess. <laughs> Let's do that, and if that succeeds, then we can worry about the rest. <laughs> so uh, for the question then that we're going to have, have people to write in for, like our normal uh, question, uh, it looks like Kenson has something that he's been you've been working with Twitter on, yes. right, Kenson? Yes, and it actually. And what got, is that question that you wanted to go? Yeah, it got a whole bunch of buzz, and I'm I was so thrilled with all the responses. So I know it's a good question, and I hope you guys enjoy it more if you've already answered it. Uh, question: If you could gain a single power for 24 hours, whether it be size changing, hypnosis, elemental powers, whatever, but you have 24 hours and everything reverted back afterwards, what power would you pick, and what would you do with it? So Elberman, uh, you seem like you, and you know, since you're the guest, you you get the deference to go first. What would you do for that 24-hour period? What would be the power or the thing that you would pick to uh, change or to uh, to take advantage of, and and how would you use that? Well, I, I off the top of my head, what I think I would do is ask for the ability to change people into their respective avatar with all powers inclusive. <laughs> yeah. So, for the sake of argument, my, myself included, you know, I would become a seismorphic. Cougar. Yes. Now. That's. Yeah. Um, and I'd be hitting, obviously, after talking to them, hitting friends with similar, and things would get pretty chaotic pretty quickly. I mean, what I would <laughs> what I would do specifically, I honestly can't tell you. Too many right. choices. I mean, a million trillion choices. Um. But, I mean, I'd be hitting up all of my good macro friends and being like, hey, you know, this is actually happening. You better, you know. <laughs> it's real! House. Suffice it to say, it would be hot. It would be just, it would, it would be ridiculous. <laughs> and I think, I think, the, I think the hardest decision would be, um, um, do I just, you know, furry eyes my friends, um, and just sit back and watch what's going on, or indulge as well? And um, I guess I guess that would be answered by if I were to film stuff going on, would it <laughs> persist? If it did, I'd probably stay at a more reasonable size and just check out what's going on. Right. Well, since film itself is a physical reaction uh, or digital reaction, uh, digital process, then I think it would be safe to assume that if everything reverted, that that would probably not, uh, right. not not stay stay there that that would revert as well mm -hmm. and one thing that I, I think we didn't mention in the question but that needs to be addressed that was part of the original part was that it is if whatever you pick it is something that after that happens it will be guaranteed that you can never do it again yeah uh whereas you know i think kenson was saying it was implied that if you didn't pick it you could potentially do it again down the road right I, I again, given given the the actual opportunity to do so um, as a guaranteed, would right. be um, 
would be a lot more interesting than uh, not having the opportunity. And the hope there, the hope there would be, since I'm instead of asking directly, "Hey, I want to become my character," it would mm-hmm. be more so, "I want to have the ability to turn anyone into their character." Right. There might be just enough legal worded wiggle room for <laughs> me to get around that in the future. You know what I mean? Right. And I totally, you just that answer was. I'm going to say it, and it's, it's not trying to... I promise I'm not brown-nosing because my nose is pink. Uh, that was the best answer I've heard. I really, really, really appreciate and enjoy that answer. Because no one... like I never even thought of that myself. That would be the perfect answer, truthfully, to me, too. Being able to give everyone their personas, and yourself included, for 24 <laughs> hours would be fantastic. It yes. Chaos. It would yes. Be just a tiny chaos. little momentary tangent, just because I'm interested to see what he thinks. Mm-hmm. What do you think that ability would do to people that aren't furries? It still be that human. Don't have like an avatar in mind. Oh, well, do anything. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think in that end it would. Um. I mean, since it's you're basically enabling someone's given fetish. It would probably. I mean, uh, uh, let me rephrase. Uh, it's it's not. That'd be scary. It's it's, 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 it's <laughs> I'm doing this on a selective basis. Not a everyone becomes. Right. I know. I'm I'm just curious. Like, if you use it on like someone that's not a furry, what do you think would happen? I I think whatever. What okay. I think that um whatever they view themselves as, they would become. Right. So you know, an an, an idealized physical form to their to their specifications. Um, they'd become what they'd want to be. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I was thinking. Japan would be overflowed with tentacles. (laughs) Uh, Let's not go there, because then we'll have to start talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. No, okay, so let's... No, we definitely do not. Pause, what's your answer, No, I'm going to go last, so I'm going to go with Dragonian next. I went first first after Elwin on the uh, Murph Factor, so I'm going to put myself last here. Telepathy. Do you have an answer to that question? Telepathy is what I would want. Yes. Extreme, telepathy. incredibly powerful telepathy that I can also use on myself. Because telepathy is all about the control of the mind, which can include but is not limited to hypnosis. So as much as I hate indulging in it because it's a narcissistic fantasy that makes me feel guilty that I like it, I do kind of have this thing about like hypnotize people and worship and things like that. So I would probably hypnotize myself here to have fun with. Um, in more ways than just that kind of fun with. Um, but the other thing that would be really cool to use it about is kind of in the way that Elrond was wanting to kind of work the system a little bit. If I have powerful telepathy that I can use on everyone, including myself, I could use telepathy to put myself in a dream state where I can basically quote-unquote experience pretty much anything I want to. Right. I mean, it's basically I would be able to lucidly dream like while I'm awake. So I could experience, like, macro fantasies or, like, anthro fantasies or things like that with my own telepathy. That's actually a clever response because um, the the brain operates at a different time scale than reality. You could, theor- yep. you could theoretically com- – you could theoretically stretch stretch time in that regard. So 20, See, 20, he, he 24 hours could there. feel like forever. Right. Because, you know, like, an actual dream, which can feel like hours, I, th- I think it only lasts, like, actually 15 minutes in real yep. time. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So, Elrben so caught my loophole. <laughs> that's actually quite clever. Thank you, that's actually thank quite you clever. Christopher Nolan. Congratulations. Inception. All right, so, Kenson. <laughs> Kenson, what would you pick to answer your own question? Oh, my. Uh, well, um... I need to say a different answer, but I... Dang it. 
Oh, Robin. Ugh. Like, I would do that, too. But I need to pick a different answer because it was already said. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Truthfully, it... Because I'm, I'm the one that would that also would love to give everyone the ability. Like, I would love to be able to do that. Um, I normally... Um, I don't like at all thinking or feeling like I'm selfish. So... But my answer, just for the sake that the other one was already said, I would love to just be able to, um, like, I don't know, I need to think of a better answer, but <laughs> I would love to be able to just change into my giant spotty self and just go around, grab all my friends 24 hours and just absolutely go nuts and basically be Chirpzilla. And just have all of that going on. I can come up with a better answer if you need me to. I actually never, I actually didn't even put time into it, into thinking about it, because I was reading everyone's responses. <laughs> so. And you do that even knowing that that would mean you'd never have the opportunity to do that again? I, see, I, I need to think about it. <laughs> but that was that, yes, but it's just, it's, I, I want to say it's a temporary answer. I, I, I'll probably, like, next episode, if you want to come back to me, because we're going to be reading the answers from Twitter and email. No, you, I'll probably have another we're one. We're supposed to give our... You can't, you can't cheat that way. You, what? you got to give your... You, you can't cheat that Ugh. way. You need to answer your own question now. Okay. You're not a listener. Okay. Um, hmm. All the just good ones give, have been taken. <laughs> just, just to give you another couple seconds, uh, again, I think it boils down to um, 24 hours guaranteed of, like exactly yeah. what you want is better than no guarantee at all. Right. And especially if what you are wanting is something that is highly unlikely to happen. Yeah, exactly. Something that would that would be really only possible with VR or some such. It, it's it, it's better to, you know, have a 24-hour period where you can spend all the money you want than to continue to buy lottery tickets and never ever ever win. Exactly. Because the chances are so low. Okay. <sighs> So, so that'll be your answer. We'll go ahead and give you that answer then. Okay. Um, and and then for mine, uh, I you know I do like some of the answers that you know, especially El Robbins, uh, yeah. Robbins. I keep on wanting to mispronounce your name. That's okay. Anyway, don't sweat um, that that is something that you know, had you not said, I probably would have gone with. But I also have maybe in order to be a little bit different, something that does kind of you know could potentially mess with the whole rules here, and that is the ability to time travel. Now, ah. I would think that if you had that, you know, obviously you could say, well, okay, it's 23 hours and 59 minutes. I'm going to time travel back to 23 hours ago, so I still have this power indefinitely. Oh, but so that... you're pulling a Majora's Mask on me. My, yes, my exactly. perception as to the breaking my, well, the... My, my, what I was going to say is that I think that you, you would have to work under the assumption that it's 24 personal hours for you. If you're going to be a time traveler, it would right. be 24, whatever 24 hours are to your mind. Your relative your... scale. Right. Your relative yeah. time exactly. scale, I should say. Yeah. Right. And even 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 with that, the ability to jump to any point in history. Yes. And to see things like, you know, like Hitler shooting himself or the opening of Disneyland, since those things are totally related to each other, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, yeah. and and just different points in history that have been, you know, really monumental or personally relevant, right. uh, and 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 being able to. Even go back and see, you know, dinosaurs or or or, or, or things like that. Um, saber tooth tigers. Oh God, you'd be you'd be <laughs> like raptor food. Yes. Aww. Well, if if if, if okay, if you had the ability 
if it was an instantaneous ability that as soon as you thought it, yeah. you could you would transfer, you would time travel. Then I don't think that'd be a problem because as soon as something happened, you could just woof. Worst case scenario, you may got a, a gash, but then you transport to you know twenty twenty five when they have uh, the the what are they called in Star Trek? Um, mm-hmm. The the things that heal you in Star Trek. Right. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Helio, what? He- hypospray, or is that what it's called? Yeah, but that's not like a. Yeah, it's just more like a injection. Ba- ba- it's just a different way of just, just go with the Star Wars Bakta tank. Bakta tank. Yeah, just do that. No, thank you. Um, but but no, if you uh, if you could do that, and you know, then a raptor claw slash across the chest would not be as big of a deal. Now there hmm. is one big piece of missed uh, opportunity that I think that I'm not sure if you've thought about about this. Since everything gets reverted after 24 of your like perceptive hours, right. you'd be able to go back in time and change things, and then go into the future and see what it changed without fear of it screwing up the timeline because everything will get done done in 24 hours. Hmm. Exactly. That's so and you- that's another thing that I would think would be very uh, interesting about that. Hmm. But at the same time. What if you screw up the timeline enough to alter the power itself, to alter the genie wish or whatever? Now, now we're getting too deep into the explanation <laughs> how the powers work. Which, so let's just let's just exactly why right. time travel can't happen. Yeah, because right. purely paradox. So my my opinion on on time on time travel <laughs> is you're you're traveling to an alternate dimension where you're in the the right. the a different time scale. Yeah. So it's basically a multiverse jumper. Correct. Yes. So yeah. even though right. even though all decisions up to where you're where you're going to are identical in that in that forked out uh, universe, it's not your universe. Exactly. Well, okay. So that uh, I think uh, does a good job of kind of addressing those questions, and people... we would like to hear your answers, listeners. And I'll make sure I post this on Twitter too, so that people who don't get to the end of the podcast will still be able to answer. Yes. But uh, mail in your answers to size matters podcast at gmail dot com. Or mail at sizematterspodcast.com. They all should go to the same spot. Yes. And if you don't, if you don't see that we are responding to them, um, or, or that we're giving an answer, try and you're going to one, try the other because it may be that one of them's not working. Right. But uh, you can also tweet us at sizematterscast, or send notes to me, Quandry on FA uh, or uh, Kenson or Dragonian. And you can tweet which... us too. Yeah, we have one, yeah, There's lots of ways to reach us. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be pretty much the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've not done a great job of keep, keeping within our hour and a half limit, but I do want to. Yeah. Uh, I think it, with editing, it'll it'll help. Yeah. Um, so I do want to thank you, Elrobin, for El Robin. <laughs> I do want to thank El Robin for uh, stopping by <laughs> and uh, for agreeing to 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 sit down and flow up with us for for a couple hours as we talk about size important things. Yes. Thank you very much, Al Robin. Thank you for having me. So glad you could join us. And actually, to tell you the truth, real fast, I've um, I I kind of pulled this with Tiern and stuff too when he was on. But back in my lurker days, probably like when I was I don't know, just a wee little cub, well, like five years ago. I actually I've known who you were for a while, and I've wanted to get to know you for a while, but it just never happened. So I'm really really thankful that you were here and that we were able to talk about stuff, and that I know you now. So. Yay! Very cool. And that's I'm kind of the same way where I've been following you know your character and your art for even before uh, even before I was Quandry, and and it's it's always been I, I guess I kind of didn't have the idea of like I wanted to meet him. I always thought uh, like like Henson was saying I always thought that you know I would 
never meet these guys. These are just right. idols of the macro community. <laughs> and that was such a misconception on my part right. of, of not just you, but you know, any of the other people that I've mm-hmm. uh, you know been able to, to see and talk to. It's it's definitely uh, yeah. a much more open and friendly community ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah, because all of those, all of the big furs that I thought were like either way too busy or would not, I would never meet or ever talk to, every single one, I'm, every single one that I've actually gotten to meet and talk to, I'm, I talk to still and I'm friends with. Like, I, I'm, I'm in it. It's like, it's not like it's that far off thing that I'm reaching for. It's like, oh, I'll never get there. No. I mean, half, more than half the time, people have pounced me. So, yes. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the end of the show, and we Yay. will. I mean, no. Uh, do you want to thank the listeners for, for for sticking with us? Hopefully, this was a better, uh, more controlled and concise episode than our previous one, at the very least, yeah, or Kindle. the previous full one. Nothing. What? We're working yeah. on it. Yeah, still, still, <laughs> still getting anything. ironing out the kinks, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, we we continue to improve ourselves and grow as podcasters <laughs> without growing. We're ex- we're expanding our boundaries. Exactly. And so thanks, guys. You guys have a good good rest of the week, and we'll see you next week. Yes, keep calm and zombie pause. Bye! Thank you all.